it's mailbag time, and we got a bunch of questions from listeners about everything from football to recruiting and everything in between. We'll get into that and all the news on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Friday, everyone. As I said earlier this week, we are starting to start do our themes. So we had on Monday, it's Mondays with Mitch. We had Wednesdays, which was recruiting wrap-up Wednesday. Today is Friday Mailbag, and we're going to continue to do this as a consistent feature every single week. And I got a lot of good questions this week for, on a variety of topics that all of you brought up. First question comes from Cam. How do you see the quarterback position playing out over the next few seasons with Moorhead, Delaportis, and now Robinson? Who do you think is going to start and when? Excellent question, and I think it's the million-dollar question with BC Sports after Jakovic leaves, right? Who is going to step up? Now, there's some things that you got to kind of – we got to process a little bit here, right? Looking at where each player is at. And I, there's one quarterback out of the group of three that I think has more polish than the other two. And that is Peter Delaportis. I think Peter Delaportis is much more on the path of becoming the everyday starter sooner. But, and this is a huge but here, Emmett Moorhead has a lot of um he has a lot of developmental tools too. And he's but he's got a long way to go. I think he's got a long way to go. And he's gonna have to show this year in camp that he can do that. Because remember, he jumped up and jumped past about three or four quarterbacks last year in his camp. So he was seen as being there. But based off what I saw in those limited starts, he seems still really, really raw. I think Delaportis will be, you know, he's here this year. He'll get a chance to play in that system. But I think he, you know, out of the three has the most like NCAA ready tools. So my guess, if I was a betting man, and I am. I do a little bit on betonline.ag, uh, betonline.net. Excuse me, they changed their name. I go with Delaportis in 2023. That's my guess right now. Um, I think he'll start for two or three years. My guess, and you'll hate this, but I said it on yesterday's episode, is I would not be surprised if one of these th- one or one or multiple quarterbacks end up transferring at different points. That's just the way the game is right now, right? So maybe Moorhead gets over overlooked and he ends up in the portal, or maybe Jacoby Robinson realizes that Delaportis is going to be the guy, and he ends up... That's just the way college sports are, and so I think that is a possibility as well. So my guess, if I was a betting man, I think Delaportis will be the quarterback of the future, uh, given the guys that are on the roster now. But again, with the caveat that Emmett Moorhead doesn't absolutely blow up during camp. And I haven't heard anything that like he's going to be a superstar yet. So going with Del Portis here. But thank you, Cam, for that question. My buddy Eric Hofsis, who we've had on the podcast during the football season, does not believe – he had a question. He goes, AJ, no one actually really eats those chop suey sandwiches that you post about, do they? Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, here's what I mean. Go to Locked On BC. Head over to my Twitter page. I posted a picture. It looks, okay, it looks, when you look at it, this chop suey sandwich, 
like the most disgusting thing you've ever seen in your life. It looks like vomit on it on a bun. But what it actually is, and you have to try it to get past what it is. It's literally chop suey that you get at a at a Chinese restaurant with a little cornstarch and some sauce. Chicken on a bun. It is delicious. It's at Salem, Massachusetts Street. There's like three or four Chinese restaurants in in Salem. Most of them are on the Salem Willows um, boardwalk. I'm telling you, I go to a, a Fourth of July party every single year. They get platters of these things. And it's one thing I really, really look forward to. And you're all going to say, and I totally get it, that what's wrong with you, AJ, because they look disgusting. I would never try that. And I get that. But you have to try it to, to do it. And I don't know how to get you to do that, but I'm telling you, they're delicious. And I will die on that hill. But that was a off-topic question on in our mailbag for today. Stephen wrote in and said, President's Day has just passed us. Who are your who are who is on your football Mount Rushmore for Boston College sports? And I love this question. And I've talked about it a little bit, but I've had more time to reflect on who would be my top four all-time players in Boston College history. And so my first is obviously Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie, you know, the Heisman Award, doing everything that he did to get BC on the map, the Flutie effect. The magical years he had, you know, beating Alabama, beating Miami, all those, you know, big plays that he made. Doug Flutie's on there. He's an easy one. My second one, I'm going to go with the quarterback again and go with Matt Ryan. Again, kind of the same thing, but not to the level of Doug Flutie. Matt Ryan was a special quarterback who did a lot of things and honestly had one of the best years in BC sports in terms of football. Um, and in probably the last one we've seen under, under, um, you know, the current in the current era of BC sports. So Matt Ryan is my second one. My third, again, I'm going to go current with this one. It's Luke Keekley. And, you know, he was on some really lousy teams, but if you look at what he did as a linebacker for Boston college, in terms of like putting that position on the map, doing like things that no one else could do. He had one of the best defensive seasons of anyone in college football that year and best college football seasons of any player in the last, like, 10 years. So Luke Keekley has to be in there. And my fourth and my number four was before my time, but, you know, game game respect game here. I'm going to go with Pete Mitchell. Now, he's the all-time leader in receptions for Boston College with 190. He set an Eagles record with 13 catches in uh, when they beat Notre Dame. You know, one of the best tight ends of all time, you know, when you look at what BC was able to put out there, he has to be up there. Now, I struggled with that number four spot because there was, I mean, there's so many good Boston College offensive linemen, whether you're talking Tom Nalen, you know, um, uh, Chris Snee, D- uh, Damian Woody. Uh, I mean, you name it. There's so many. Anthony Costanzo, Chris Lindstrom. There's a million good – Mark Colombo. I could go on and on and on. There's so many good offensive linemen. They all kind of blend together, and I I just couldn't pick one of them. So I struggled with that. But Pete Mitchell, in terms of like we're talking dynamic players, he goes to the top. And the other ones I left out, someone like um, Matthias Kiwanuka. Um, you know, there's some defensive players that I thought were really good as well. You could also go with like Willie Green or A.J. Dillon. There's a, you know, there's some other ones, but those are my four. So I'm going to go with Matt Ryan, Doug Flutie, um, Luke Keekley, and Pete Mitchell. Those are my top four. 
So I don't know if you agree with me, but you can always leave that on Locked On BC's Twitter page. Now in a moment, I'm going to answer a few more questions, including ones on the March Madness is only a few weeks away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here at Locked On and we're running brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. They have options or to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. For those of you out there that have already liked our YouTube page and have subscribed, I want to thank each and every one of you. We we went over 205 uh, subscribers this week. A big jump, and that's thanks to all of you. And if you haven't done so already, I'd love to get up to 300 soon. That would be such a big deal for me. So if you go to YouTube.com, type in Locked On Boston College, and hit subscribe. You can also just sign up for a YouTube account. They're free. They don't bug you with tons of spam, I promise. Do that. It'll help the podcast tremendously, and I thank you if you do that. Thank you. Now, we're back to our reader mailbag, and someone asked a specific type of question that I was kind of interested in trying out, um, and this is something we can continue doing in other episodes because um, I've seen this on other shows, and I love it. It's called Buy or Sell, and basically what you're going to do is give me two options, and I'm going to buy on one and sell on the other, and this one's a painful one. It's Buy or Sell, Frank Spaziani or Steve Adazio. And that is uh, a question that is really tough because I look at both and there's they both have their their likable parts, I guess, and parts that you just can't stand. For Spaziani, as as bad as he was, he was a nice guy. He was also you know a longtime Boston College assistant. He was through all the thick and thin. He had all that piece with them. That being said, he was way worse a head coach than Steve Adazio. I mean, Adazio was, you know, his game plans were terrible, but, you know, he would win some games. Spaz couldn't even do that. Spaz couldn't recruit. Adazio could recruit a little better than that. So it depends. If you're going for guy I'd want to be in a press room with, I'd go with Frank Spaziani every day of the year. If you're going for the health of the program, neither of these guys. But, but if I had to pick with a gun to my head, I'm going with Steve Adazio on this one. Um, just because, you know, he topped out at 6-6. Six and six, But I think Spaziani, if you kept him there, would have bought him this program out way worse. So I'm going to buy on Steve Adazio and sell on Frank Spaziani. So if you have another one of those types of questions, this or this, you can ask me anything. Um, I would do a buy and sell with you because um, I, I like that question. So thank you, um for sending that over to me. Bobcat Dan asked me on Twitter, uh, and this is going to lead into our next conversation, uh, about 
women's basketball who lost to Florida State on Thursday. Now, this was a big loss. I, I This is a painful one for BC women's sports because BC was 19-10, and 10 and they're sitting squarely on the bubble right now. Basically, all BC needed to do in this game was win, and they would be in for that tournament, and they still lost. Um, it was just a tough loss. And credit to the women, though, you know, they were down quite a bit. Double digits heading into the final four minutes of the, of the game. They brought it all the way down to two. And they had a chance for a three-pointer. Uh, they were down three points but ended up losing by five. That being said, you're not going to get into tournaments, you know, losing close games. That does, it doesn't matter, and especially against another bubble team. So what you got to hope for here, you need to hope Florida State loses their next game. I think they got NC State next, which is good luck. Um, but you need to hope some of these bubble teams – um, lose, and on top of that, you don't want surprise auto bids in some of the smaller conferences. So you got to keep an eye on that. You don't want to see a ton of auto bids go like um, go to a team that is a surprise for like a like a one team conference. Because if there's a team that's really good, so per se in the A10, Dayton is the number one team right now for women's, and they would get it. They're going to get in. But they, if they lose the A10, they're going to get in, and then whoever beats them will get an auto bid. So that could be bad for BC. So will they make it? It's going to be tight. It's going to be really tight. Now, Lachina Robinson, a, a women's basketball analyst, said to Kelly Gramlich of the ACC Network, to me, BC women's basketball is still an NCAA tournament team. Uh, this one would, And then Kelly says this one would have helped them big time, but I'm with Latina. I think they have done enough, but we'll have to wait until March 13th to find out. That's the worst part of this, right, is that BC, BC loses, and now they have to wait, you know, 10 days to find out if they're going to make the tournament or not. It just seems like a lifetime that they're going to have to wait for this. Um, so uh, that's that's a great question, and I, I if I'm a betting man, I'm going to say they're going to get in. Um, I'm not very confident on this one. I'm not. This seems like it's a 50-50 chance, but I'm going to stay positive on this and say that BC gets into the tournament. And this will be the first time that women's basketball has made the NCAA tournament since 2006, which is when um, right, right around when I when I graduated from Boston College, which is ages ago. I think it was with Caroline Swartz or whatever. Um, but that would be a big, big accomplishment for jo- Joanna McElhinney and squad. Now, in a moment, we're going to wrap up our conversation with the final few questions, and those all have to do with basketball and football. Now, if you're like me, you're terrible with your New Year's resolutions. For me, I've already given up on those times, but not this year. I am sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Bill Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best Bill Bar's products they've ever come out with. It's a protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're just delicious. They have some great flavors, too, including the cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. So good, so yummy, and 100% covered in chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein, and you can replace your candy bars with them. They're that good. Now, head on over to Built.com. You can see some of the options you have, including some limited-time flavors, but also the mint brown, coconut almond, and new this month, the white chocolate cookies and cream. Check them out. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Football may be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, tools, player prop performances to where the next fire coach is going to be, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. 
They remain the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, and futures in college football. For instance, I'm going to put this up on Twitter. They have the future odds for uh, the Heisman, and at, sitting at plus 6,600 is Phil Dracovic. So, layman's terms, if you're not someone who has used a site like BetOnline, for that kind of odds, if you put down $5 on Phil Dracovic winning the Heisman next year, and he wins, you would get $330. If you put a 20 spot on Phil Dracovic, my math's not good, but I'm pretty sure that's over a grand. So if you're feeling confident Phil Dracovic is going to win the Heisman, head on over to Bet Online. Their website is easy to use, and they have a nice mobile interface that is easy to find your action that you're looking for. So head on over to Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. For all of you that have listened all week, thank you. We are having record-setting growth here at Locked On Boston College, and it's all because of you. You guys keep hitting play button, and it and it blows my mind every time you do. I appreciate all of you, um, and I'm glad that you've made Locked On Boston College your first listen every single morning. So we've been doing a mailbag, and there was so much mailbag stuff that I, I, I don't even have time to get to, but I picked a whole bunch of different questions. So... I can't even get say this guy's Twitter handle because he uh, got angry at ECU fans during the um, military bowl, which I don't blame him. They were kind of obnoxious. Um, but he he's his Twitter hand a name is A Bataya's uh, fan club. Um, and he's a great fan of this this sh- uh, this show. And thank you, Abe. I know you're out there probably listening. And I know that's not your name, but um, he wanted to know what is it going to take to get the student fans back into college basketball at Boston College. Now, I watched a bunch of different games in the last couple of weeks. I mean, all year, other than the Duke game, the student section is mostly dead, right? And the big question is, how do you get them back? And you can do promotions, you can give away tickets. That ain't going to matter because there's a million different sources of entertainment out there for anyone that are better than watching a team lose. But what Boston College basketball did this year is going to plant seeds for that revival for Boston College basketball in the future. And that is winning basketball games. You win, you put a good product on that court, and BC fans will show back up. They will come back. And I think the buzz is starting to hit that, you know, there's that BC looks like they have something with Earl Grant. That that he is different than Steve Donahue and Jim Christian and all those dead years of no one being there because the the product was terrible to watch. The product is getting better. It's not there yet because BC clearly does not have shooters yet. But it's going to get better and people can start to see that. Next up is to start uh, performing on the field. I mean on the court. When you do that, that's when fans will show up. The minute Boston College can beat a top 25 team... I'm telling you, the next game, the fans will be back. It's been so long since they've done it, and and done it not in the midst of a season that's terrible. Because we we've saw we saw BC beat Duke, we've seen BC beat Syracuse, but those are all in the midst of seasons that were terrible. So if BC can build and and, and do more to get you know the product to be more consistent. And I, I've told you, I told you during the recruiting show, Armani Mighty, Donald Hand, Prince Oligby, and Chaz Kelly are all coming in, and these four are are the 
I, I'm going to say it right now. The the most exciting recruiting class Boston College has brought in in years. I can't remember the last time. And it was probably the Steve Donahue years when they had like Donald, uh, Dennis Clifford and I think it was Ryan Anderson that year. This 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 class has a chance to break to break through. Now you do that, and I'm I'm assuming BC is going to lose a player or two, and that's totally fine to the transfer portal at the end of this year. That'll give Earl Grant the chance to bring in another shooter or bring in what they need, and next year could be fun. And that brings us to our final question about basketball, which comes from our good friend Stay Blessed. Stay Blessed is one of our premium users. He asked us on the Discord channel. He wanted to know what are the realistic expectations for BC basketball next year? Should they be a top five team in the ACC? Now, this year, Boston College, last I checked, were 11th in the conference. Still not the bottom, but still, you know, they're they're they're, they're hovering around near there, and um, that's kind of where their expectations are. Could they jump six spots with losing Makai Ashton Langford, Brevin Galloway, and James Carnick? I I think they can. I I, I do because if you're gonna rank, you know, the losses here, the biggest loss BC is gonna get this year, I think, in terms of losing talent. Is and I would have never said this before the season was James Carnick. James Carnick was excellent this year. He had some really big games. He was consistent. He played. He played a whole different game, and and that's credit to him and it's credit to the staff that he had played all all last year. And I, they're gonna miss him now. They have Quinton Post to go there, but the, having the Twin Towers was a big thing for BC. Um, and I, I think losing him is a big deal. Um, but I, you know, no offense to Brevin Galloway. I don't think he's going to be missed all that much. You know, he's, they were saying it last night, Earl Grant says he's playing on a, a leg and a half and it's, you can see it. He's struggling with his jump shot. He's struggling with his three. And that's why he, you know, he was shooting so poorly. Makai Ashton Langford. I love him. I think he's a scrappy player, but I think that you can improve at that position as well. Um, and that's not a knock on him. So could they jump six spots? You're infusing all this talent. If they get a, recru- a transfer or two to complement and get some veterans to go around them, to, to go with Post, to go with DeMar Langford, you add a few other names, you know, some some a shooter or a big to go with that, you're in good shape. I think they could go top five. I, I, I don't think I'd bet on it. I'm still thinking five is, is, is really being um, – is really being positive because you remember Wake Forest was like you read their fans and and they should be they're like drooling all over themselves and they're a four seed so will Boston College be so good that they're gonna be drooling all of them all over themselves I don't think so so six or seven is where I think they'll be next year and now again that's a step in the right direction it'll get them into the conversation for some fun stuff maybe a bubble team um, but they gotta work some work to do so I think five's a little ambitious. Six and seven is probably more realistic of where they're going to be. Now, did you enjoy this this mailbag um, conversation? There wasn't a whole lot of news other than BC women's losing. So I thought this was a fun thing to do, especially when we hit off season when there's not a ton of news to go over. We can answer questions. I, I'll I'll continue to um, – I have some other ideas of different kind of questions that we can ask, and I'll pose them on Twitter so that you guys can ask me some questions that aren't just regular ones like like the buy or sell that we did. Now, if you enjoy this, 
the best way to help us is to go onto YouTube, hit that subscribe button and like some of our videos. It really does make a big difference. And the other thing you could do is tell a friend about Lockdown Boston College. Let them know about this. We're going to have Mitch Wolf back on with us on Monday. This is going to be so much combine stuff that we're going to talk about with Alec Lindstrom, Zion Johnson, and Isaiah Graham Mobley all performing this weekend. You're going to hear about their results and what Mitch thinks about them and their draft chances. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. Take care, everyone, and have a tremendous weekend. See you soon.